Greetings, Seamheads. Welcome on into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Welcome on in, and we've got uh, an enticing episode today. We've got the Rockies man himself, one Brian Kilpatrick, uh, the ringleader, per se, of Rockies Twitter. I don't know if he wants me calling him that, but... Uh, I don't know. Just whenever I think of Rockies Twitter and I think of people that, you know, have been in and around the organization and, you know, have been through the ups and downs for the last, you know, decade plus. BK is the first guy that comes that comes to mind for me. And thankfully, he's on our staff here at Mile High Sports. You can check out his work online at MileHighSports.com, all of his writing. And uh, he was kind enough to join me yesterday on the radio to go ahead and do a little bit of a Colorado Rockies trade deadline primer we also you know we really dove into what are the Rockies potentially going to do with Trevor Story John Gray what does a trade for either of those two players look like uh, and, and where are the Rockies at in regards to wanting to trade both of these players what direction will the Rockies take down the stretch here so uh, that's my conversation with BK you're going to get as much information about the Rockies ahead of the trade deadline on this podcast as we will anywhere else on the interwebs and uh, we're also going to do some follow-up podcasts because I saw some reports coming out that uh, the Yankees might be poking the bear a little bit with Trevor Story and obviously uh, John Gray is going to fetch a nice price should the Rockies decide to move him as pitching is at a premium right now so want to get into this conversation with BK but before we do that let me tell you about DK because DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook but also America's top rated sportsbook speaking of America our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and DraftKings has a medal worthy offer just for my listeners get this place any pre-event wager of one dollar to be eligible to cash one hundred dollars in free credits if America wins any medal this year that's 101 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 101 odds on an off- and an offer like this does not come around often, so sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code MHS to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 is your number to call. All right. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into that conversation that I had with one Brian Kilpatrick yesterday on the radio show. I don't know how I miss this piece of information. I I, I really don't. I, I guess Bud Black has just not been with the team since the All-Star break. I, I guess th- that's that's the news coming down the pipes right now on the Twitter sphere. I guess the Rockies, who has been managing the Rockies for the last handful of games? I've been watching the games, and I guess I just haven't picked up on it. Uh, maybe our next guest has an idea of what is going on, and that is one Brian Kilpatrick, a Rockies writer, reporter, for us right here online at milehighsports.com. Want to talk some trade deadline, but Brian, please help me make sense of this situation. I had, was this, did the Rockies put out a press release that Bud Black was not managing the team? Like, when did I miss this? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say they were uh, real loud about it, but um, yeah, at the same time that Senzatella and yeah. uh, Daza and those guys, Shasin went on the on the COVID, uh, went into COVID protocol, so did Bud Black. 
Um, and so, yeah, tonight will be his first night back since the All-Star break. Who was um, – or I'm sorry, go ahead. Mike Redman has been uh, managing the team in his absence and uh, do, doing a, a passable job, I suppose. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, – I don't – you know, I don't really know how much communication Bob Black has had during the games or before or after. you got to think right. that he's been in pretty regular communication and possibly even, you know, at least contributing to certain decisions being made, but – but yeah, you did miss that, but that's okay because it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't mentioned a whole hell of a lot on the broadcast. Yeah. It's just kind of mum was kind of the word. Um, it kind of has been about all these guys who've been in COVID protocol. I just, like, I heard of. I mean, like you hear about this stuff. Like I hear about like I remember Sensatella. Like I was that was like right before they I went on air or something. Like I remember like I was about to bet the Rockies, and then like it's just like how does like I feel like if a manager misses games like that's a bigger deal than players missing games right I mean like when it, when an NBA head coach has to step aside it just seems I don't know I I have no idea how I missed that man <laughs> it was just crazy yeah I mean obviously everyone who participates in the post game uh, zoom calls knows all about it but you know beyond that it's just kind of been business as usual which yeah. is which is to your point kind of weird but uh, I guess that's that's how we live right now <laughs> yeah absolutely we are talking with <laughs> Brian Kilpatrick, he is a Rockies writer for us here at MileHighSports.com, kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time. All right, speaking of business, the Rockies have a couple of potential business decisions looming. The trade deadline coming up at the end of this week, and obviously the two uh, you know, trade chips that the Rockies have that people think they're going to potentially move are John Gray, the starting pitcher, and Trevor Story. I'm not so sure what direction the Rockies are going to take here. I was actually, I actually called in to a national talk show last week because they were talking about how it was a foregone conclusion that Trevor Story is going to get traded, and I just like pumped the brakes, guys. Like This is the Rockies organization we're talking about. Uh, but what is, yeah. what is your read on the Rocky situation as the trade deadline now is less than a week away. Well, this is going to sound weird, but I don't know. I don't know how many trades they can handle. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yes, I do. Um, we're, we've got a, you know, they've got a, we're, we're talking about a severely understaffed front office here. Um, you know, there's a, and, and, and just so much like, there's always a hesitancy with the Rockies to do anything, but this year where there's not really like anyone really running the show other than Dick Monfort, as we know, um, it's, I don't know. I don't know how many, you know, how often these guys can, or or how simultaneously these guys can be engaged in trade talks. So there's going to be a trade. There's maybe going to be two trades, but you know, all the, all the pundits saying the Rockies have five, six realistic trade candidates or whatever. Yeah. Not all those guys are going to get moved. And I'm not even, I'm not even certain Trevor's story is going to get moved. So, you know, and, and that's, that's come from sources within the organization. That's come from Bill Schmidt's mouth himself. Um, you know, they, they may just decide that it's more worth it to get a, to get a compensatory draft pick, which is, that is ludicrous. You know, how, which is how they got Trevor's story in the first place. Um, if you recall, when they traded for Octavio Dotel late in the 2010 season and, and ended up getting a compensatory draft pick for him. Um, but I could see them going that route, too. It's just I, these guys are spread thin. I don't know how often they're even able to participate in conversations. Wow. There's a lot of that going on this time of year. But just. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but just keep an eye on that as a possible reason why if you don't see all these names everyone expects to be moved, getting moved. Right. No, and I, I think that's... You, you see Trevor Story's name 
and John Gray's name mentioned from the national guys. No, I mean, I'm not seeing Saunders. I'm not seeing Harding. I'm not seeing any local guys coming out here and, and saying that there's any smoke to this fi- or any fire to this smoke, right? So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of plays out. But I mean, let, let me ask you this. Let's let, let's hone in on John Gray. I, I mean, John Gray has been a good Rocky, a popular Rocky. By all accounts, I think he, you know, he enjoys being here. Uh, what is your read on John Gray's kind of situation with this club? Does he, I mean, it's kind of hard to say if he wants to get moved, but it seems like, I don't know, it just, we don't really know what's going to happen with the Rockies. I, I mean, is John Gray someone that you see is going to, you know, potentially fetch a nice price for them on the free agent market, or excuse me, on the trade market? He feels like the guy who's most likely to get moved, um, to me, right. um, and, and that's, you know, just just kind of just kind of feeling things out. Um, you know, seeing a lot of the reporting, it feels like he's the guy who maybe because teams need pitching more than anything at this right. point in the season, right? So even Trevor Story, who's one of the best shortstops in the league, uh, he probably he very well may be a top five athlete in the league, which is why right. there's some word I saw yesterday where the Padres considered trading for him and putting him in center field. And Trevor Story is more than capable of doing something like that. Um, but teams need pitching, and John Gray is, you know, for, for the better part of his career, he's kind of been an enigma, right? But right. I think people around the league think that if you can get him into a more stable environment where you don't have such, you know, such uh, varying degrees of environments that you're playing in, you might be able to get more consistent performances out of him. And he's a good pitcher. He's, he's quietly one of the best in franchise history. Um, so the Rockies, you know, could, if they hold out long enough and they find the right buyer, they could get, you know, a, a future piece for John Gray, even though he's just a rental at this point because, you know, pitching rules the day. Right. And, he's, and he's a guy who, who can help. He, he can slot in the middle of a rotation for even a contending team. Right. And there's a little bit more of a need, as you kind of alluded to, for a pitcher as opposed to a shortstop. And I think like that's the, like I've seen the Mets, for example, they've had some interest in Trevor Story, but it's for him to play third base, you know, so maybe the fit is a little bit more straightforward with some of these teams for John Gray uh, as opposed to Trevor Story. But I agree with you. I do think that John Gray is probably the more likely piece to be moved. But I mean, like, do you? Let's talk about a little, one comment that I've seen is, you know, in particular with Trevor Story is the Rockies don't want to get burned on another deal, right? They don't want to be publicly humiliated after the way the Nolan deal went down. Do you buy into that narrative at all? Uh, not really, because I don't think that they think they were publicly humiliated. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I really don't buy that. I I certainly didn't buy it with when they traded to a whiskey because they immediately and to their credit, did a good job of spinning a narrative, you know, or at least very much encouraging people to spin a narrative that he was a clubhouse cancer and this and that, and they were better off without him. And, you know, so, and, and they kind of, it feels like that, you know, I, I don't want to name names, but it feels like that happened with Arenado too, to some degree, at least it started right. to, where the conversation started to shift toward, well, he didn't want to be here. He was, right. you know, sending videos of himself to players on other teams, seeing if, you know, they wanted, you know, they wanted to put in a word to give an acquire, which is just silly. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't think it's true by the way, but uh, right. I don't think so either. That, that, was just that kind of stuff comes out of this organization. I don't think that they think they're publicly humiliated. And if they do, they feel like they can overcome it. Um, so I don't buy into that really at all. I think that at this point, it really is a decision of, 
are you going to get the type of prospect you feel you should get for a Trevor Story, or are you better off getting a decent draft pick for him? Will that player have a better chance of becoming an impact player than whoever you get in a trade for him? Right, and I, that's just so crazy. So let me ask you this. It's, it's kind of a cliche, but if you're the general manager or you're running the show for the front office, are you? What, what are you doing right now? Are you trying to get off both Story and Gray? Are you letting the market kind of set itself? Or are you comfortable potentially letting both of these guys walk in free agency? Because it seems like, at least with Story, they're comfortable relying on that consempatory pick. But what, what is the right baseball decision for the Rockies here in your mind? What, how do the Rockies get better in the most efficient way with both of these guys as trade chips, in your opinion? Well, I think you've got to make trades. You've, you've, got, to, you've got to make trades, um, the right savvy kind of trades to get the players into the organization who you think can help best. So if their right. thing is flexibility, like I don't mind that the Rockies have this kind of fetish with flexibility because so do the Dodgers, you know what I mean? Right. It's getting the right players to, to fulfill um, that vision of flexibility you have. And maybe there's some guys like that out there who the Rockies can get. But I don't think the right move is to extend either of these players. And, and I think that goes back to everything we've ever seen with the Rockies and players who play half their games at Coors Field for five, six, seven, eight years. Um, it just, they break down quicker. Um, I would imagine the rest of the league is starting to catch on to that too. And that's why... You might not get the you might not get the type of return for some of these players who you know that, that everyone around here thinks you should get. Right. Um, so it's it's hard it's hard to run the Rockies. It's, it, yes, you know, it is. It, it, it's it's the most difficult job in baseball for sure, if not one of the most difficult in all of sports, just from a a, a perspective of the unique things you have to deal with. But right. I regardless of what they do with these guys, I don't think extending any, the, either of these guys in the right move. Um, much as I like Story and much as I like Gray. Yeah, but, they, but they've got to trade them. I mean, that's kind of what I'm that's getting what I'm at. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah, to. <laughs> so you have to figure out, you, you've got to you've got to do your legwork and, you know, their scouts and, and whatever, whatever excuse for an analytics staff they have, you've got to do Ugh. your legwork and try to get, try to get the, try to get some players who can fill these flexibility roles that, that you so fetishize, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to, to have that be like a big part of a roster you build, but you've got to get the right guys in place. And they never really had, aside from like Ryan McMahon and maybe Garrett Hampton, yeah, no, I think uh, if you see the Rockies hang on to one of either, I mean, they, I honestly think they might hang on to one of them. I just, I don't, like you said, do they have enough time on their hands with less than a week to go? How much homework yeah. have they actually done? You know, can they move both of these guys? I don't know. But I think if Story is the, because I can understand bringing back Gray. You need pitching, right? I mean, I'm not trying to justify it, but it is what it is. Whereas Story, I mean, you, it's a replaceable position, right? If they fall back on Story, or even Gray for that matter, it, to me, it just confirms the level of just inept that operates within this organization because th it's clear as day, Brian, that they've got to figure out a way to recoup some assets for both of these guys, get younger, and build for the future. Well, I agree because if you're hanging on to, God forbid to hang on to both of them, that's just oh my telling gosh. me you're only, you only know what you're familiar with. Yeah. And that, that's all it tells me. And that, and that has long been a problem with this organization. So I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they hung on to both of them. I don't think they will. But yeah, that's gonna uh, 
that's, that's going to confirm a lot of our worst fears if they do. Yeah, anything is possible with this Rockies team. One last question before we let you go. We've got Marquez and Shohei Otani on the mound tonight. The Rockies uh, starting up their series with the Angels, a team that I love to poke fun at. Uh, but what's your read on this game? I mean, it's a pretty uh, nice pitching matchup between Otani and Marquez. How are you feeling about the Rockies as they get started here tonight against the Angels? Well, it's a beautiful pitching matchup. I'm so excited to watch it. I hope that neither of these pitchers uh, have the first inning blow up that sometimes yep. they uh, or, or want to have, you know what I mean? But uh, yep. there's, but yeah, it's a, it's a great pitching matchup. The Angels, the Angels provide an offensive challenge that the Rockies don't see a lot outside of the Dodgers and maybe the Padres. Um, really good offensive team. And then uh, the guy they have going tomorrow is uh, he's got a sub three ERA. He's been pitching really well, T. Suarez. So Ooh, okay. um, the Rockies do have a challenge on their hands, even though the Angels are just kind of their normal middling 500 type of ball club um, without a ton of pitching depth or anything. But they get the Rockies have to face two of their better pitchers. So uh, so it'll be it'll be a tough challenge for the Road Rockies, which doesn't really matter who they're facing. It's usually tough sledding, um, but even tougher in this case. Good stuff. He is Brian Kilpatrick. You guys can read his work online at milehighsports.com. Obviously, the trade deadline coming up later this week. Uh, so very thankful for Brian for giving us a few minutes of his time. Brian, my man, we'll talk to you soon, and we'll see how the deadline shakes out.